The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. If you haven't fast-forwarded through this part yet, here's Brandon. And we've reached the end of the week, so it's time to close out with a song. Returning for Monday, we have Tony Award-nominated producer Maxwell Haddad. I like saying it as much as you uh, like hearing it. Yeah, well, uh, it's, um, yeah. <laughs> Today. It, it's sort of, I, oh. I find it oddly embarrassing. I don't know why. All right. Guy who has won some awards and been nominated for what kind of big one, but yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so today we'll be taking a look at the video for Tiffany's 1987 single, I Think We're Alone Now. It was the second and breakthrough single from her quadruple platinum self titled album from the same year, which also featured the hit singles Could Have Been and a Beatles cover, I Saw Him Standing There. It's a cover of the 1967 hit song from James on the Shondells. And it's directed by her manager and producer, George Tobin, shot in malls in Utah, trying to recreate her early career. He would take her to malls to perform, and she just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Obviously, you know this song. I know this song. You're younger than me, so you probably, you, what were you, what was your birth, when were you born? The year this came out. The year this came out. So you were yeah. obviously not with it. So when did you? When did this hit you? Had you seen the music video before this show? Uh, oh yeah, I mean this. Okay. This is this is sort of an iconic music video. But I had right. I have older sisters, so okay. From as early as I can have like cognizant memories, this song was playing around the house. Gotcha. This song in in the late eighties was huge. Oh yeah, it was, and this was I, huge. I didn't. I don't think I knew till when I was in college that it was even a cover. Like this was. I think you're alone now to me. And I just oh, this is definitely definitely one of the songs where the cover far surpassed the popularity of the original. Yeah, definitely. And as a kid, I re- I foggily remember it, but my memory with it comes because I was a big fan when I was a kid. I watched Punky Brewster religiously. That was like one sure. of my favorite shows. And this felt like an extension of Punky Brewster. Like she felt like they could have been friends. Like. Tiffany didn't look like the preppy girl. She didn't fit with like Madonna or Cindy Lauper. I mean, her yin and yang was Debbie Gibson. Like that's kind of those two. But she was 15. She looked like she was really friendly and cool. And this video showcased that a lot. You just get to see, you see her at the mall. You see her traveling, tired. It's kind of a performance video. It just kind of is like, here's Tiffany. Here's what she's doing. But it wasn't planned as a single. Like her first single was Danny. And the radio people got a hold of the album, and they're just like, well, I like this. So they started playing on their own. So then they shifted and moved this to the second single. So this was never, I, I probably, I don't know if there's in their plans to be one, but how could you miss out? How could you whiff that? I don't know. Yeah, Tiff, like she, like she started out like, and then sputtered fast, kind of. This album was huge. Her next album wasn't like bad, but she went from the new kids on the block opening for her to the next year her opening for the new kids on the block like they 
surpassed her in popularity. Yeah, she was sort of a flash in the pan, but we're still talking about her 33-some-odd years later. So. Right, right. She's still out there making music. Yeah. Um, that's cool that she's been able to... I, if that. I'm not mistaken, she's done another cover of this song more recently that mm-hmm. was more of like a slowed-down, maybe acoustic version of it. I think so, too. She recorded a country album. I don't know if she did a version of that on there, but... Maybe. And she's also she's also done movies. She's done like a bunch of B horror like those asylum films. They even put her and Debbie Gibson in one together. Like some one of those like Mega Shark Octopus type movies. Oh, she's yeah. Been doing. Those uh lovely ripoff movies. Right, yeah. <laughs> Tiffany Stars in them, but hey, that's a that's something. That's that's work. This one this music video song, Tiffany is obviously though the influence for the Robin Sparkles stuff on How I Met Your Mother as well. uh, Thank you very much for saying that because that was definitely something I wanted to bring up. Like, re-watching this video, I hadn't seen it in a while. First thing that came to my mind was, let's go to the mall. Yep. And and the the producers behind How I Met Your Mother freely admit that it was, like, heavily inspired by Tiffany and in particular this video. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I guess, like... Tiffany wasn't the only one touring the malls back then. It's just like she's the one who got note- noted for it. Like, I I don't remember ever hearing of concerts come to my mall when I was a kid. I do know they still kind of they still were doing it. Like I had I I remember the Save by the Bell cast came to my mall. Oh, I had Carmen so like, San Diego come to my mall. Hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> they did that, Greg. But yeah, I feel like. I feel like in the 80s, mall concerts were a thing. And I know, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you watch the show, The Goldbergs, but they've definitely made fun of mall concerts in that show, oh, too. Yeah, I got, I got uh, in 20, it was like 2011 to 12, somewhere in that area. I got a day off work because of a mall concert. Like they had some big brand thing. We have a fashion mall uh, that was by my work and they had Kelly Clarkson come and perform Ooh. there. And because it was going to be so packed, they just gave us a day off of work because my office there was walking distance from that mall. So they're still doing mall concerts, I guess. Apparently. But not in not in the like this this video is like so cheesy, but in the best way. Yes. I mean you can't not uh-uh. feel like happy after it. Like it's Yeah. You know, it's just a, a 15-year-old girl performing and dancing at malls in the 80s. I mean this video probably <laughs> cost like a hundred dollars to produce. Right. It's like I mean, the cheapest music video I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, her manager, you know, filmed it. I mean, there's barely artist anything artistic. It's all home no, movie stuff. Not at all. It would be like taking your iPhone and like if you were managing a band, filming them like a couple shows and be like, "Here's a video," and yet somehow it worked. Yeah, it just quick hard popularity. I mean, her next single was "Could Have Been." It was a little bit more artistic, and they brought her back. I mean, when they did on "How I Met Your Mother," where they did "Sand Castles in the Sand." They put Tiffany in it yep. to kind of fully acknowledge the thing. And I think that one, Sam Castle's Sam was kind of could have been, but not quite. But pretty funny thing for Tiffany. But yeah, and yeah, she was on top of the world. This song launches it. This music video, huge, could have been, was huge. And then her next album did have a top 10 hit, but not much more. And then, like, right off. like, And then... You know, we wouldn't see anything like this till uh, what, like Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears towards the end of the '90s, because they used to. There seems to be a generational thing of like, there's going to be a couple girls, a couple white girls, and a couple boy bands. Yeah, they're going to duke it out, and then we're going to reset at the <laughs> in the next decade. Yep. 
That's pretty much it's cyclical. That's for sure. It's really weird because yeah, Debbie Gibson was on top of the world and then gone. Like Madonna is the exception to that rule around then. All right, that'll close out another week on the show. Maxwell, thank you so much for spending it with me. It's been a joy to have you. you. And once again, my pleasure. Once again, tell people where they can find you. Oh yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Cinemaxwell, Instagram at Cinemaxwell Inc. Uh, and most nights uh, over on YouTube on the PJ Gamble Network. We do all sorts of fun stuff. All right. Now I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. Written work on whysoblue.com. Show returns Monday with an all-new week of fun seasonal stuff. Until then, always remember to keep the positivity in your online film discussion. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at thebrandonpetersshow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at thebrandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.